You're listening to the 8th Day Coaching Podcast, where you will gain clarity, direction, and balance on your God-inspired life journey. I'm your certified professional coach, Chad Etzel. Welcome back. This episode is about what's really holding you back from your goals, your dreams, and so on. Now, everybody has dreams, but not everybody reaches them. Best-selling author Tim Ferriss once said, if more information was the answer, we would all be billionaires with perfect abs. Aren't we inundated with all this information? We have millions of books and audio programs and TV programs and events out there all about health and, and wealth and so on, but people are still stuck with where they are. And it's not because we don't know what we need to do. Knowledge is not the problem. In this episode, I want to help you gain an awareness of what's really holding you back so you can take steps forward to whatever dream God has put on your heart. So, what is it that's really holding you back? Before we answer that question, we need to understand who God has created us to be. Now, don't fall asleep on me. I'm going to do a quick dive into philosophy, but I promise it will all make sense why I'm discussing this. Now, just talking about this as human beings, of course, you're listening to this, you're a human being, and we as human beings, we have three primary faculties. Number one is our intellect, our mind, our ability to think, our ability to think rational thoughts. Number two, our will, which is our decision-making power, the ability to decide and execute something that we deem is good for us. And number three is our passions, also known as our emotions, our feelings. I might use those terms interchangeably through this. Now, our will, as I said before, is our decision-making power, while the intellect and the passions are what influence our decision-making. They work together in order for us to decide and execute on a decision. Now, going back to the quote I mentioned before, decision-making and execution does not come down to information because Oftentimes, our emotions seem to be working against the goal that we think we want to achieve. Sometimes it even feels like we're trying to drive with a parking brake on as we kind of grit our teeth and push towards a goal. We've all had that experience, right? We know the importance of exercise, say, for example, but we resist getting up early to go on that run because we associate the run with pain. Here are the three faculties of the human person at play. Our intellect tells us one thing, it's good to exercise. But our emotions tell us another thing. They tell us that this is going to be painful. And both of these influence our will and ultimately the action that we take. I know many of us probably assume that we need to work against our emotions if we want to achieve whatever goal or whatever great dream that we have. And sometimes that's the case. But... What if I told you that your emotions don't need to be a parking brake? What if I told you that you could leverage your emotions so that they could be fuel to move you forward to your dreams? The concept that I want to introduce to you now helps to answer the question at the beginning. The question of what's really holding you back. And this is what's going to help to take your emotions and transform them to power you to your dreams. This concept has been called a number of things, and I've seen it in personal development seminars, 
books on resolving conflict, books on highly effective people, and other coaching platforms, I call it the cycle of meaning. And I call it the cycle of meaning because what the story we tell ourselves about our situation influences our feelings and the actions that we take. Let me break it down for you. The first thing is something happens. We call that either a stimulus or a situation. There's a situation that comes up. For example, you see a television commercial for an exercise bike. Now you didn't control that commercial that came up. The ad just came up on its own. It's its own situation. Number one, a situation happens. Then number two, we actually tell ourselves a story about that situation. It happened so quickly, we don't even realize that it happened. It could just be a thought or a belief, or it could be several beliefs that compound on one another. But seeing that commercial, we might just think, oh, maybe I should go for a run tomorrow. I think I should go for a run tomorrow. With that thought, we begin to tell ourselves a story. Yeah. But if I were to go on a run tomorrow, I would have to get up an hour earlier so I could not only go on the run, but so I could be sure to shower before I go to work. And we have this whole argument within ourselves about how difficult this is going to be. That's number two is a story. So first is a situation that happens. And then second is the story we tell ourselves. Third is this emotional response. And the emotional response is connected to that story or that thought process that happened in that second step. If we are having this internal argument within ourselves about how difficult this is going to be, how do you think we are going to feel? Unmotivated, discouraged, so on. And then finally is the action after the emotional response. If we feel unmotivated and discouraged, What's then likely to happen? Well, it actually makes sense that we don't exercise. Okay, hopefully that makes a lot of sense to you. Just to recap, something happens. Number one, a situation happens. Number two, we tell ourselves a story about that situation that happened. Number three, we have an emotional response that's then connected to that situation. And number four, we behave according to the story that we tell ourselves and how we feel about that story. This is the answer to what's really holding us back from our goals and our dreams. Now, I've done many crazy things, and one of the things that I've done is a triathlon. And many people say when I, I share that with them, oh, I could never do that. And I sometimes respond, well, that's the first reason that you can't. You don't believe you can. And there's definitely some truth there. If we put ourselves in a situation, in a mindset where we say, I can't do that, that's going to limit us from being able to do that. That's the very first thing that's going to prevent us from being able to do that thing. Now, this cycle of meaning, of course, doesn't simply pertain to exercise. It comes up in dating. For example, what's the story that I tell myself about asking somebody out? That's going to affect how I feel and if I follow through on asking her out to begin with. It also comes up in money. What if I believe insurance agents, investment brokers, financial coaches are only trying to take my money? 
that's going to prevent me from hiring anyone in the first place. Let me just ask this. What's the story you are telling yourself when you hear the phrase goal setting? Now, some people are very driven by setting goals. And others don't even want to think about goal setting. And that's because there's a story that we tell ourselves about what goal setting is and whether or not that served us in the past or will serve us in the future. In fact, there's a story that we tell ourselves about pretty much everything in this world and everything that happens to us on a day-to-day basis, and it affects what we do, and it affects how we feel. It's so easy to tell ourselves a story about what we can't do, and I do want to point out something very insightful. There's actually an advantage to telling ourselves we can't do something. Now, this might be surprising as I say this, but when we think about it, it actually makes a ton of sense. If I tell myself I could never do a triathlon, the advantage is that I don't need to put forth the effort to do a triathlon. It spares me the pain, the effort, the early mornings, and the possibility of failure that I won't even cross the finish line even after I put in my heart and soul into this goal. This advantage can actually protect us but it also can limit us. Now, just as a side note, I'm not saying everybody needs to do a triathlon because I'm sure not everybody wants to do 15 hours of exercise in one day. I just say this because if you realize that you have limiting beliefs, and by the way, we all do, don't be hard on yourself. There are advantages to this, but the key is to gaining an awareness that the beliefs are there in the first place. Then you can identify the beliefs that are holding you back and ultimately transform them to serve you if that is what you choose to do. I do a lot of coaching with young adult Christians on their time and money. And what I would say is 90% of coaching actually ends up being working on these beliefs and these stories that we tell ourselves. And that's really why I created this episode. I realized that this is such a common obstacle that had been coming up in the coaching that I've been doing recently. Now, you can coach yourself here, but the real power is ultimately in processing these beliefs with a trained coach. So let me coach you here for a moment. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Number one, what is a dream that you have? Number one, what is a dream or a goal that you have? And number two, what are you telling yourself about achieving that dream or goal? Perhaps you're having some limiting beliefs coming up right now. And you know what? It's totally normal if you do. Finally, I want to talk about how we can overcome these limiting beliefs. I don't want to just leave you hanging here. But our ability to overcome a belief or a story is based on how deep it runs. For example, the more personal a story or a thought or a belief is, the more difficult it is going to be to overcome. For example, thoughts like, I will never be good enough, or it always happens to me this way. 
These are thoughts that are so connected to us, they are hard to break through. Oftentimes it could take coaching or it could take counseling to overcome these beliefs. And that's part of who we are as human beings. Our intellect is such an important part of who we are. It builds who we are. Our thought process that we have over time create the image of who we are and we become attached to that image. Now, other thoughts could be easier to overcome, especially if they are simple interpretations. They're more depersonalized. For example, let's say somebody left the dishes in the sink. Our initial thought might be, oh, that person is just so sloppy. But we can actually rephrase or reframe that thought. We can think something more productive in which, oh, that person was probably just in a hurry. If we give them the benefit of the doubt, we're going to feel differently, and that can contribute to us taking steps to having a healthy con conversation to build relationships. Now, before we wrap up, I do want to say that overcoming our limiting beliefs is not the same as denying reality. I was talking about limiting beliefs with several of my peer coaches once, and one person shared how she often felt limited in her career ladder because there are more male CEOs than female CEOs. She presented that as her limiting belief. And yes, it's true that about only 8% of CEOs in Fortune 500 companies are women. But that stat of 8% is not her limiting belief. Her real limiting belief was the, what the, she thought about the 8%. She interpreted that she couldn't be a CEO because 8% of CEOs were women. In all honesty, yes, odds can be against us, but it's our choices that make all the difference, and particularly the choice of having empowering thoughts. There's a saying in sports, you can either choose to become another statistic, or you can choose to become the exception. Our choice to believe differently is really what frees us up to pursue our dreams. And not only our dreams, but God's dreams for us, because they're truly his dreams. In our next episode, I'm going to go deeper into how we can practically begin to change our thoughts and our stories. I'm going to discuss seven different leadership attitudes that affect what we believe about ourselves, our situation, and others, and ultimately affect how we show up in life. I hope that you found today's episode helpful for whatever it is you're going on, what's going on in your life right now. I do believe this content can be helpful if you not just consume it, but practice it. One way that you can practice it is by connecting with me for a coaching session. Now, I have found that journaling is one of the best ways to overcome limiting beliefs, but coaching is at another level because you will get the external processing that of, of what you're thinking, and I help you transform your beliefs so they serve you. I have found that journaling is one of the best ways to overcoming limiting beliefs, but coaching is just at another level because you get to externally process what you are thinking, and I help you transform your beliefs so they serve you. If you're interested please check out the show notes to see ways you can connect with me. If you're interested, please check the show notes so you can see ways you can connect with me. God bless you. 
God bless your God-inspired journey. I deeply appreciate you tuning into this episode of the 8th Day Coaching Podcast. If you got any value out of this episode, be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a comment or review. Also, check out the show notes for any resources I have mentioned or ways you may want to connect with me for any questions you have or to get more information on how I can coach you personally. Live inspired. Live God-inspired.